Happy Monday, Prime Sports World. Welcome back into another edition of the show. Uh, I'm, of course, your host, David On Point. My co-host, Mr. TJ Hopkins, and from the Daily Blitzstop blog, Mr. Kristen Simpson. And on today's show, we're going to be breaking down that divisional round uh, that happened between Saturday and Sunday as the stage is now set for the conference championship game. Again, we'll break that down tomorrow. Uh, please like, share, and subscribe on the podcast as we go live basically every single day on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, uh, and Twitter. Uh, and you do happen to miss us live, I will share the link. You can watch our streaming shows later uh, on Amazon Music, Spotify. Um, I'll get it down eventually. Uh, but I'll share that link so you guys can check that out. Please check that stuff out later. Uh, but welcome to the show, gentlemen. Um, Biker Taker was just on TV, and I love – Biker Taker. I don't know if you guys know who Biker Taker is. Biker Taker is awesome. That's why we had to delay here when I was like watching wrestling a little bit there. Welcome into the show, gentlemen. What's up? Hey, right. Biker Taker was on TV. No one else is excited. No. 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 All right, that's cool. It's fine, just me. All right, it's all good. You know, it's all good. Uh, but yeah, we're going to break down the divisional rounds. Christian, by the way, sorry about your New York football giants. Uh, but all good what things. Have become- what you sorry for? I had them losing. What you say you're sorry for? Look, business is business. Ain't that right, TJ? Wow. Wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Wow. <laughs> all righty. But yeah, I mean, look, it is what it is. It was what it was. You know, that game wasn't close. No, um, no, uh, being, uh, being real, a lot of the matchups here on uh, <clears throat> around, we're not all that close. Um, let's get jump right into the first matchup here. We got the Jaguars, the upstart Jacksonville Jaguars going into Arrowhead and getting kind of manhandled a little bit by the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, you know, the score was 27 to 20, but it really wasn't that close. Uh, Jacksonville did score a, point, a field goal late to make it kind of sort of interesting, uh, score 10 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, but really, what people are talking about now is this Patrick Mahomes injury. Um, look very similar to the Tony Powell energy that we'll get to later. Uh, but Kansas City does enough to win, 27 to 20. Uh, Trevor Lawrence came to this game, 24 of 39, 217 yards, one touchdown and one interception. Uh, the interception was an excellent play by the defender. Uh, Travis Etienne, 10 carries, 62 yards and a touchdown. And then Christian Kirk had the lone receiving touchdown for the Jacksonville Jaguars. On the Kansas City Chiefs side, Patrick Mahomes uh, obviously left this game for a while at the high ankle sprain. Uh, came in after ba- came back in after halftime, uh, 22 of 30, 195 yards and two touchdowns. Chad Henney came into this game when Patrick Mahomes went out and played well for what he needed to do there. Uh, five of seven for a touchdown. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, 95 yards on the ground. And Travis Gilsey had two touchdowns this game. MBS had one. Um, The whole dynamic of this game changed when, when Patrick Mahomes hurt his ankle. And, look, you guys have been watching him for as long as I've been watching him. And what's a big part of his game? The ability to be mobile and extend plays. He likes to use his feet. And you could tell he was definitely hobbled. He was limited, but I like how the Chiefs adjusted. They kept him in the pocket, had him get rid of the ball quickly, and they established Isaiah Pacheco a little bit more. He brings a little bit more of like that physical element of the offense that they've been to the offense that they've been missing in quite some time. He's downhill. He doesn't mind getting those lowering that shoulder and getting his uniform dirty. And for the life of me, you know Travis Kelsey is getting the ball. Can we double him? <laughs> especially right? in a re- especially in a red zone 
Because that's when you know he's getting the, the ball. Can we double him? Look, I'm a former defensive player, and that just made me mad. Ten catches in the first half, man. Like, that's just – like, that's the – like, that's the – what you call it? That's the um, – you know who I'm going through. You know who I'm going to, and you can't stop it. Like, there's that's, – that's exactly what that was for the Kansas City Chiefs and the Jags. Like they could they could have went across the way to the Jags, handed them the playbook, and be like, "So this is what everybody's running. This is what everybody's running. You already know who I'm throwing to. There's nothing you can do about it." Um, real talk, Chad. Uh, one, one, the- one second, one second, TJ. Uh, so we got a guest host here from SOT Productions. Uh, this is not okay. anybody that I, I'm familiar with uh, here in the lobby. So I'm going to add this person to the show. Hey, man, welcome to the show. Uh, uh, this is Prime Sports World. Do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Sure. I'm SOT Productions, but you can call me Andrew Hune from San Diego, California. Okay, yeah, we're doing an uh, we're doing an NFL show. Uh, you familiar? You, you watch a lot of the National Football League? Yeah, I do. Okay, so yeah, we're breaking down the Chiefs Jaguars game right now. You have any insight on that? What we saw on Sunday? I saw what or Saturday. I saw. Sorry, Mahomes just playing what he does, and he sprained his ankle. And I know what happened. All right. Okay. All right. Well, uh, back to back to CJ. Sorry. Go ahead. No, it was just uh, like it was just the Chiefs being the better team, right? Like they, the more experienced team. Like I think Andy Reid got his uh, what twentieth? No. Andy yeah, Reed it was his, yeah, it was a, it was his twentieth, it was his twentieth playoff win. Yeah, he got his twentieth playoff win uh, this past week. So, yeah, that's what it is. Like the Jags, nice season, you know, something to build off on, like something to build up on, and hopefully you just keep the, keep the ball rolling. Yeah, and I think the Patrick Mahomes injury. So hopefully, yeah, it's a high ankle sprain. It's been identified a high ankle sprain. Um, we're I'm hoping that he'll be able to suit up. Um, you know, for this game against the Cincinnati Bengals, a game that we'll also get to here in a little bit. Um, but I, I think you know, Patrick Mahomes is a tough player. I think you'll you'll find a way to play through it. Um, but yeah, at Christian's point, you you know Travis Kelsey is going to be the focal point of this offense. You got to you like, 17, 14 catches for ninety eight yards and a two touchdowns, just not getting it done. He's got to be on the game plan. He's got to be. Yeah, yeah, he has to because. Especially in the red zone. That's where you know he's getting the ball. You see what I'm saying? Like, man, I'm doubling him. I'm cool with Kadarius Tony or MVS or some of these literally, other literally, literally anybody else. Right? Any anybody. So I know the Chiefs always win, but this year the Chiefs should beat the Bengals and else Joe Burrow from Super Bowl 57. And I think uh, we, 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 we do that tomorrow on tomorrow's show. Um, but thanks for your insight, man. I'm going to, I'm actually going to uh, drop Wait, one the more show. I want to show you something. Okay. Okay. Uh, this. Mm-hmm. Listen to this one. That's the something. The hell is someone farting? Uh, no, no, thank you. Uh, thank you very much, man. Have a good night. Okay. I'll think about it. Okay. Uh, 
Man, David, me, right. David, David, me and you got to talk after the show. I, I, I didn't know where it came from. Right? Nah, nah, me and, and you got and, to talk. Nah, we got to talk and, after the show. Moving, moving on. Let's let's move it on to the next game. Let's move on to Saturday, the other game. Uh, unfortunately for the New York Football Giants, they go into Lincoln Financial Field. They get beat down by the Philadelphia Eagles, thirty-eight to seven. Uh, Daniel Jones came back down to earth a little bit here, uh, fifteen to twenty-seven, one hundred thirty-five yards in a, in a pick. Uh, Saquon Barkley, nine carries, 61 yards. Uh, Ricky James, seven for 51. Uh, on the Philadelphia side of this, 60 for 24, 154 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott, and Jalen Hurts all had rushing touchdowns. Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard had receiving touchdowns on the game for the Philadelphia Eagles as they thoroughly beat down the Giants from kickoff to kickoff. Yeah, they did. And I, I think this was one of the Eagles' best performances in, in, as of late, because let's be real, down the stretch, they they didn't look they didn't look all that great. Wait, what you looking for, David? That dude? No, my cat's kind of doing something weird. I just you know. Oh okay. Yeah. Uh, okay okay, just checking. Um, I love how the Eagles were able to run the football. I mean, that offensive line just wore down the Giants' defensive front. Kayvon Thibodeau was a non-factor. Jalen Hurts looked sharp, you know, and he didn't really have to do too much. He just kind of had to control things because the Eagles were able to get that running game going. And defensively, they were just all over the field. This is an electric Philly defense that can get from sideline to sideline. They can make stops. They can get home. They can create turnovers. Just an all-around great performance, if you ask me. Yeah, I think the Giants finally ran into an offense, a team that's built on offense and defense. I think they got a little bit lucky with the Vikings and the lack of their defense side of the football. This Eagles team is built on both sides of the ball, and they're built in the trenches with great offensive line and great defensive line. And this, they they basically stopped the run. They didn't. They limited the running game. They basically had to abandon it early. Um, and they basically was like, Daniel Jones, if you're going to try to beat us, go for it. And he just couldn't. Yeah, basically. Yeah, thanks. I mean, yeah, you, you said it. Like the way the Eagles are built, especially from the, their offense of, especially from their line play up front. Dexter Lawrence had a field day against the Vikings' offensive line, right? Mm-hmm. That field day. Um, yeah, he won. That that's that, that's different when it's you know all pro Jason Kelsey across the way. All pro Lane Johnson across the way, and it's like you got guys. Lane, that, the, all pro Lane Johnson play with a torn groin right now, and I think Lane and and uh, Jason Kelsey's playing with an abdominal strain. Yeah, and and neither dude gave up a sack. Neither dude got beat. Neither dude gave up a pressure. That's the difference. Like like literally, that's the difference between you know your all pros and future Hall of Famers versus just your regular guys and so like like i I don't know like it was one of those situations where like they were up big the giants score and everybody's like "Uh uh-oh like something can happen because we've seen big leads get blown and philly's like yep nope not this time no 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 they got there they got they won they probably mad they gave up that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they gave up that, that one touchdown in the third quarter. Um, you know, coming a, out a rushing, half, a rushing right? touchdown from Matthew Breida. Right, coming out of the half, and it's just like, all right, they got they won. Let's nip this in the bud and go drive home safely, beat, beat. <laughs> 
Uh, so yeah, it was pretty much. The second possession out of out of the half. Uh, they went, you know, three and out on the first one. The Eagles then went three and out. And then the the Giants had a 10-play, 88-yard touchdown, uh, capped off by a Matthew Bruda eight-yard run. And then they did not score again for the remainder of the game <laughs> or before that. Uh, and obviously, and we'll get to this with the off-season talks, like, obviously, like, you know, like, like that's the first question that people ask about the Giants and they're talking about the Giants, like, like you know, the future, Daniel Jones, what do you do with that? And, you know, rightly so, like, everybody's saying, like, we'll, we'll address that when, when that time comes. But right now it's just Brian Dayball is, I don't know if he's the lead candidate for Coach of the Year, but he's, he's definitely certainly in the conver- he's certainly in the conversation for Coach of the Year. He's definitely in the conversation. And what they go? What what they go? Eight? No. What was their record? Uh, the Giants went nine, six, and one. Yeah, nine seven one. Sorry, nine seven one. Nine seven, nine seven and one. Off of a season where like no one expected that to happen. No one had the Giants going to the going to the playoffs, let alone going to the playoffs and winning the game. No one saw that. No one had that coming. I, I for sure didn't have the Giants making the playoffs. But once the once the Giants got in the playoffs, all bets were off with the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, you thought they was winning it all, so. Well, yeah. they did win a playoff game, and whatever the Giants are the underdogs in a playoff game, they usually win. Oh, so it's your fault they lost. Again, it is my, it is again, my, again. It is me, my, all right, so it's two things I got to talk to you about after the show. Okay. <laughs> okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, but, yeah, you know, that, good week for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, this, yeah, Saturday of all of the matchups on Saturday, none of them were remotely close. Um, only one game the entire weekend was even remotely interesting to watch. Um, so, you know, uh, moving on from that game, moving into Saturday, uh, the first game on Saturday was between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Buffalo Bills in a blizzard, uh, there in Orchard Park, uh, Cincinnati Bengals win this game fairly easily, 27 to 10. They scored on the opening drive, never looked back. Uh, Buffalo never basically never was able to get into rhythm on offense or defense for that matter, and really couldn't stop anything Cincinnati was trying to do with the football. Um, Joe Burrow, 23 of 36, 242, two touchdowns. Joe Mixon punched one another guy, also had 100 yards rushing. Uh, Jamar Chase and Hayden Hurst both had receiving touchdowns in this game. And I still think Jamar Chase also had a second receiving touchdown, um, but they probably called that right. Uh, and then on the Buffalo side of this, just an overall pretty poor performance by everybody involved. Uh, Josh Allen, 25 of 42, 265 in a pick. Uh, he did punch one in on the ground, but at that point the game was, you know, uh, it was 17 to 7 at that point. Dawson Ox, leading receiver for the Buffalo Bills, um, as Buffalo really never got into this game, 27 to 10 as they fall. TJ, you want to go first? Yeah. Um... Maybe emotions were a little too high for him. I don't know. Demar Hamlin was in the building, and like you could tell that you could tell that he was trying to use him to like you know wake up the crowd, because Cincinnati's threatening to score, and there's a dead ball situation, and during that dead ball situation, they show that Demar Hamlin's there, you know, just to energize and wake up the crowd a little bit. But it didn't matter. Cincinnati still scored. Um, I don't want to give all this credit and all this power to Joe Burrow. Yes, he played phenomenal, but I'm going to give my, I'm, I'm going to tip my hat and give my flowers to the three backup offensive linemen 
that were thrown into the starting lineup because that was like they made that a big deal. Like Cincinnati's going into this game down three starters, and they thought that could have been a hindrance to the Bengals. But you already know how it is. Like they want to give the quarterbacks all the love and literally none of the blame. But so I'm going to give those offensive linemen their flowers because they were thrown into a tough situation and they played their asses off. One of those guys, me, one me and Davis, sack for the entire sack. game. One of those guys, me, one of those guys like me and David know, and Izzy probably know pretty well, Max Sharpen, former NIU Husky. Second, uh, he was a second round pick by the Texans. He ends up in Cincinnati. Dude played his ass off. But they want to give all the love and credit to Joe Burrow, like he did. Like these three backup offensive linemen didn't hold their own. And it's not like the and it's not like the Bills have you know Jags across the way. Like they like those aren't just regular guys. Like Ed Oliver is a monster, and I barely heard his name yesterday. Yeah, I think uh, like the tank finally ran out on the Buffalo Bills. Like they were multi, they were like mounting out injuries for majority of the season, and they were quite, they relied on Josh Allen to literally do everything for them on offense. I think there's just the gas ran out. Like when he's the leading rusher, and he's you hire Josh Allen. If Josh Allen doesn't play with Buffalo, loses games. He would have required yeah, to do just, everything for this team. And I just think those. Sorry to cut you off, but before Dave, before um, Christian and, and Izzy get in, I just gotta say what Hey, we can stop all this Josh Allen, Cam Newton talks. Like we can, we can kill that comparison right now. Like we can kill all that. Like Cam Newton took Greg Olson, what was left of Greg Olson, Ted Ginn, who was never really a, uh, who, who was never really a reliable receiver, and a bunch of other misfit toys to the Super Bowl, and he won an MVP. We can kill all the Josh Allen is Cam Newton 2.0 talks. That's dead. We can dead that in the water right now. Knock it off. Y'all gonna stop disrespecting my man's Cam. All right, y'all go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, we, hey, man. We always gotta talk about Cam Newton, man. We get one Cam Newton reference from TJ on here. And uh, yeah, yeah, Buffalo, they never really recovered from the Von Miller injury as well. So, I mean, (laughs) yeah, and and, and they missed him yesterday. Yeah, and that—that's what I was about to elaborate on. You really saw that, um, that that presence of Von Miller really being missed. But man, give Cincinnati all the credit because this was their most complete game of the year to go on the road and do it. And they finally got the running game going. They got Joe Mixon involved. He was getting his touches and the more they fed him, it seemed like the stronger he was getting. That offensive line was great. Joe Burrow was connecting with all his receivers. Boy, got a catch. Higgins got a catch. You know, Jamar Chase was getting a look by. Look, TJ's going to tip his cap to the Cincinnati offensive line, and rightfully so. I'm giving it to this defense because in my preview, I even said, keep Josh Allen in the pocket. Don't let him out the pocket. And I don't know if you guys noticed what Cincinnati's able to do defensively. They get home with just three guys. Get home with three guys, and then they play two linebackers back. So it looks like the linebackers are going to blitz. However, those are spies. So if a mobile quarterback or a guy who likes to move the pocket (laughs) is shifting to the right, there's a linebacker right there who's shifting to the right with him. Same on the left side as well. And those spies, 
just contain Josh Allen and they set the edge. And yeah, like David said, Buffalo could just never get into a rhythm. Um, Joe Burrow does it again. Another hostile environment on the road. And he's just never phased. Izzy, we talk about it all the time. We saw this same mentality from Joe Burrow back at Baton Rouge. Man, yeah, Joe Burrow is a gamer, man. Um, And, you know, one thing I want to say about the Bills, man, um, and we can go back to earlier in the season when Von Miller went out. I mean, they run a base package of a 4-2-5, which is a nickel defense. But you have to bring pressure with four guys um, on that defensive line. And when you don't have any pressure on one of the more more premier quarterbacks in Joe Burrow, uh, he's just going to tear you apart. Um, You know, Ed Oliver, instead of, you know, he's taking on doubles. All the time. I mean, and, and nobody else is getting home. Um, that's a right. problem, right? That's a problem. Um, and I think TJ alluded to that, too. Um, also, um, I mean, we've been talking about it the last two, three years. I mean, I know that they went down a little bit, but what did, what did Cincinnati do? I mean, Cincinnati had the 100-yard rusher. Where was the Bills' 100-yard rusher at home? Yeah, right? And, they need know, a running game. They yeah, need a running Izzy. game. Ain't no going away from that. And you have to look, run the football in the playoffs. Yeah, and Izzy, look I at this. I also think they need to also work on establishing a little bit more of this offensive line. I mean, it's just, yeah, they could never really get this running game going for any part of the season. No, they couldn't. Never. And someone asked me earlier, what's one thing Buffalo needs to wor- work on um, and worry about come the offseason? I said they need a running game. Like, they need a running game. And then the guy that asked me was like, dude, you're still stuck in the 90s. I'm like, how are you going to ask me? And I answered the damn question. question. Like, <laughs> like, how are you going to no. ask me? But it, well, you, went out and got James you, went, you went out and got James Cook, um, 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 Christian, and yeah. you, you, you ran him five times. I mean, he got the ball five times. Um, you know, De- Devin Singletary six times for four pop. Uh, I mean, between those guys, 11 carries between your two running backs. Now, I get it. You were down most of the game. But, I mean, God lead, buddy. Uh, 17-7 at half. You don't, you know, I mean, 17-10 after that field goal, that Tyler Bass field goal. Um, you can't stop a fly. They go on a long drive where Joe Mixon gets that touchdown. Um, I mean, they ran out basically most of the third quarter. Um, and I mean, basically, and, 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 and they got hurt bad by that opening drive that went 14 plays, 65 yards, and set in seven minutes. And you don't score a touchdown on that on that drive. That's basically, oh, yeah, 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 no, absolutely, absolutely. And honestly, man, uh, you know, Cincinnati was just more physical team. I mean, they were physical with Stephon Diggs, yep. they were physical with Gabriel Davis, yep. they were physical with those guys, and and they punched them in the mouth, man. And they were ready. And I saw, I mean, I mean, I don't want to bring up week um, 17, but, you know, before the DeMar Hamlin situation, we saw Cincinnati doing this. We saw them doing this. And and, yeah. and, and the game got cut short, and we saw them doing this, and they just kept doing it into this playoff matchup. I mean, they, they score on their opening <laughs> drive in that play, in that game on week whatever, 15 or 16, whatever week it was. 17, 17. 17. And we, yeah, we saw them go down the field and score a touchdown on their opening drive. Um, and you know, the, the thing about, yeah, and Stefan Dix was clearly rattled in this game, um, was really like on the sidelines, you know. So we'll see, this we'll see what ends up happening with that situation. But he, yeah, and, I mean, he had, he had to have, he had to have, he had to have, um, Duke Johnson, who's a practice squad player, mm-hmm. go back and go get him to go be with his team because he was, he was so thoroughly upset. And so it, it's interesting to see, and I, and I know we're talking about the offseason stuff, but Leslie Fraser 
really, I, you know, they're going to put the blame on him. But that defense, that's Sean McDermott's 425 defense. That ain't Leslie Frazier's 425 defense. Exactly. You brought Leslie Frazier in because. Sean McDermott got clearly 100% out coached in this game from yeah. wire to wire. From the jump. Yeah, and on top of that, man, I also I want to give Cincinnati's defense some more credit because not only do they rush three, they still win their one-on-ones on the outside of the secondary. I think that's what's really impressive. And, I mean, Eli Apple's really had bounced back from what was a really poor look, season man, last year. Look, look, and Cam, man, Cam look. Taylor Britt, the rookie out of they drafted, he's been awesome this season. He's yeah, the one who had the pick. Look, he has he, been awesome. Look, Eli Apple is still Apple's true to be. Next game. Ah! <laughs> uh, moving on to the next do game. Do it again. The, do it again. Uh, do it again. Uh, yeah, do it again, as UJ always like to talk about. Uh, Dallas Cowboys rolling into Levi's Stadium, taking on the San Francisco 49ers, and a similar result in Dallas Cowboys playoff success. They did not make it to the conference finals as they get beat by Brock Purdy, 19-12. Uh, Dak Prescott, 23 of 37, 206, one touchdown and two interceptions uh our best wishes out to tony pollard as he broke his femur i believe or tibia one of those bones in your leg um as a result of that oh, play gosh. uh I my girlfriend broke that bone just recently so, i bro. i do think they will be looking at that particular type of tackle to see if there's a way we can no nope, ain't no wrong with it, it ain't policy dirty, a policy out of the nfl uh but oh, Ezekiel, God, 10 no, carries, 26 no. yards and then uh cd lamb 10 for 117 dalton schultz uh, five for twenty-seven and a touchdown. Bobby Schultz's, Schultz's cousin, Dalton yeah, Bobby Schultz. Schultz is Dalton Schultz, and then Brock Purdy <laughs> continues to be a wonder here. Uh, Nineteen and twenty-nine for two hundred fourteen yards. Chris McCaffrey had the lone touchdown on offense for the San Francisco 49ers and George Kittle. Uh, on top of that bobbling catch that he eventually caught. Uh, good game here, five of ninety-five. Hold on, before everybody, before anybody goes, David, did you just? Uh, release some of your inner Paul Heyman on that Brock Purdy oh, yeah, over there. I did. Brock <laughs> <laughs> Purdy. <laughs> I, I was watching that live when he like did that because like, I was watching Monday Night Raw and like I saw that live. I was like, no way! Like, so awesome. <laughs> I love me some Anyways. Paul Heyman. Biker Taker was on TV. <laughs> I'm the only one who cares. Fine. Um. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Anyways, this game. Um, yeah, man, the Dallas Cowboys defense played a hell of a football game. I mean, they matched the 49ers intensity quarter for quarter, and they still lost. And once Tony Pollard went down, that was all she wrote, folks, because once you take your second explosive player out of the system, now Dak Prescott's keying in on uh, C.D. Lamb, right? Um, and hey, we saw the pick that um, Shavarius Ward got on him. Then you had another pick with the with the tip, right? So he's keying in on CD. Even though CD had a great game, they didn't. Ha- they lacked explosive plays in the running game to to put them down there. And I don't even know what the hell Dalton Schultz was doing on the last two plays. Uh, that was a blunt. Those are blunders. And I don't know what the hell that play was that Kellen Moore was trying to run with Ezekiel Elliott. Nice like, way to look. Feed first of all, feed him to the wolves. <laughs> nice way, nice way, nice way to have a good visual. That that's a visual for Cowboys fans to see Zeke on his last play, probably as a Cowboy, getting blown the hell up. Okay, 
Um, yeah, great job there. Um, and, and, and then and, and Bobby Schultz just cousin Dalton Schultz was just checked out on the last two plays. Like he just—I don't up, even know what he was doing. He, he just straight up does not get his feet down on that toe tap. Like he just like whatever. Like he just doesn't care. And then he—I like, don't know what back. was happening. <laughs> No, but but no, honestly and, and seriously, they like the explosive plays. And Kellen Moore didn't make the adjustments. Michael Gallup had two catches. T. Y. Hilton had a catch. Dalton Schultz had the touchdown, but he wasn't really. He was really a non-factor in this game. Um, I I don't know what they do with Dak. I don't know what they do moving forward. But moving forward, but um, you can't waste this defense. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. Um. Watching this game, it kind of felt like I was in the 1990s all over again. Low scoring, physical, hard hitting, my style of football. But again, the reason why I picked the 49ers to win this game is because can Dak put together back to back games like he did last week? And he showed you that he can't, albeit. This is the number one ranked defense he was going against. I mean, to me, these were the two best defenses in the league this year in the National Football League. And Dallas's defense, they were absolutely incredible. Did y'all see how Micah Parsons just one-handed and, and threw yeah, Mike yeah, McGill? Yeah. 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 Uh, look, look, he didn't throw him out the club. He threw him out the country. <laughs> I, I just want to see you. I just want to see you. I just want to see you like that. But, you know, San Fran had a tough time yesterday, really getting that running game going. They couldn't win the trenches up front. Um, but San Fran's defense, once again, came to the rescue and I, 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 there are two things I need to know. One, what the hell was that play at the end for, for Dallas? Well, like, like, like I, if, I guess they really wanted to go to Cabo in grand fashion. Like that, that's terrible. And two cowboy fans are all saying they got cheated. Look, I need to holler at Stephen A on Twitter and get that Cowboys tears mug that he had. Cause I need that. Like, I, I, I really how, how did they get cheated? Thank you, thank you. I, I, I think I, I think Kellen Moore should have went back to his Boise State days mm-hmm. uh, when they went against Oklahoma. Statue of Liberty in the hook and ladder, baby. That's what you should have did the last couple plays. Okay, what's wrong with you, of, man? Instead of feeding Ezekiel Elliott to the top rated defense, it's just going to get destroyed. Like I don't right. know that play was. <laughs> <laughs> TJ, yeah, done. Oh, we done. Go ahead. I'm, we ready for you to tear them apart. Okay. Uh, yeah, this this is the curse of Jimmy Johnson. Alive and well. That's what it is. It's the curse of Jimmy Johnson. It's, 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 it epitomizes everything that Stephen A. Smith always rants and raves about with the Cowboys. The whole what can go wrong will, will go, go wrong. Will, like, bro, you sat there. And with a straight face, with a straight face, called a play where Zeke Elliott lined up at center and snapped <laughs> oh the God. ball. Bam. <laughs> like, you thought that was a good idea. Like, you, I mean, you thought you, that was a like, good idea. Of all the plays to draw up, they're like, oh, oh hey, we need a right, miracle. Right, like, right, that's right, the one. all. Like, bro, like, out of all the weed teas we saw so far during the playoffs, all the East St. Louis plays we didn't saw, like, all the hook and ladders that we saw, you know, all the trick plays in the world, you come up with Zeke at center snapping the ball and then having to block somebody. Like, I think that was Fred Warner that blew him up. 
like where I just want to know what they like, I just want to what the end result of that play is when they run it in practice. Yeah, like what's what, what, man? Like he's on the eligible. He's an eligible receiver. Like he can't even catch the football. Because because like you know like in practice is different because in practice they don't hit people no more. So maybe they thought you know like you know maybe they thought that if we line up in this formation with 21 snapping the ball and not next to or behind that, that, you know, maybe the 49ers would, like, you know, be caught off guard, take a playoff, you know, some some stupid like that, you know. But it's not just, like, it's, it's real easy to point the finger at Dak and say he didn't play well. I literally saw a play where Michael Gallup half-assed a route. I, I think that's the play that um, – What's his name? Got the pick. Uh, Traverius Ward got a pick. Mike, like mm-hmm. Michael Gallup was like he ran a route. He ran a route so lazy, so lazily, and it's just like what it's like, dude. What was that? Like, do, do you like do you not know what's at stake here? This is a chance for the NFC Championship, and you out here half-assing your route. Like, what is that, dude? Like, like at some point in time, you gotta want it. You gotta like you gotta want. Like you gotta want it. At the end of the day, like, and, 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 like, Dalton Schultz had a bunch of headache club plays like that. Like in the last that last drive, like he just like he must have thought he got the other foot down before he caught the ball because he just like never even bothered to even try to get the other foot into inbounds. Like I, he cost right, him like so, twenty three seconds. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, right, that, Michael, yeah. But I mean, Michael, they were they didn't lose because of that that particular play, but um, it yeah, certainly no, didn't no, help. Michael Parsons. Michael Parsons coming there, Debo Samuel's talking about some, bro, what did you do all game? I don't know. He won. Hey, he uh, won. Right, right. exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he had four four carries for 11 yards, and he had four catches for 45 yards. I mean, it's not an all-pro banner-type game, but, you know. But he won. The W doesn't. All you got is a W. <laughs> like, 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 Michael so Parsons like, going to learn, man. He going to learn. So the like, play got to back like, up the, the talk. So, like, Nick Bosa is on Twitter talking about some America's team strikes again. Absolutely right. America's team strikes again. So, like, everybody, like, all the Cowboy players, like, they can get mad. They can, you know, what you call it. They can have an attitude, like, with the uh, 49er players all they want because they can't. Like, like it don't matter. You lost. They won. So, for Michael Parsons to go up to Debo Sanders on Twitter and be like, bro, what did you do all games? Debo can easily say, hey. Did I have my best game? No, but I beat y'all. My team beat De- your team. Debo could easily say, "I just got you an IKEA couch. I'm sending it to your house." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, but my my thing my thing is is is, is this the San Francisco 49ers? Uh, I, I I I know how the boogeyman looks like, and it's the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, I'm a Packers fan, and I know, and I know, and this is the boogeyman for the Dallas Cowboys back to back years. In, in the last the, the last drive of the game, you have a blunder. Last year it was Dak Prescott going sliding, and they couldn't get the ball. They couldn't get the ball snapped off in time to kick the field goal. This year, Dalton Schultz has oh, a blunder, and then they do that dumb play. Um, so it's the boogeyman. The San Francisco 49ers, this team in particular, um, has is 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 creating nightmares for the Dallas Cowboys in the playoffs. So. Yeah, the San Francisco 49ers team is the best, probably the best team in the NFL right now. I just think that they're from top to bottom. Um, Brock Purdy has definitely 
showing a lot of people wrong. Like, you doubt him, this is what happens. And you know what, guys? You know who this 49ers team kind of reminds me of? You know, the other show I contribute for, The Nerd Zone, one of the hosts of the show said this kind of reminds some of the 01 Patriots. I'm going to do you one a little more. I know they didn't win it all that year, but I see a little similarities between them and the 04 Pittsburgh Steelers. Rookie quarterback, not losing a game. Rookie quarterback then, not losing a game. Strong running game then, strong running game now. Serviceable weapons on the perimeter offensive. Out of this world defense, like TJ said. And, you know, both rookie quarterbacks have set the tone. I see more of the 04. <laughs> they, both have a, they both have a safety with yeah. one out of USC. <laughs> we, we don't, we, we don't, we don't, we, we, nah, yeah, nah. See, 04, yeah, 01 Patriots, no, nah, because. That 0-1 Patriots team, I mean, they don't have nearly the amount of weapons that, that the, the San Francisco 49ers have on offense. Yeah, defensively, I, I can say. Like, defensively, yeah. But offensively, I mean, it was Brady. It was uh, Ty Law, Deion Branch. Yeah. Oh, man, it wasn't, it wasn't did, nobody did on that Branch team. Did Deion win the finals MVP, uh, Super Bowl MVP that year? He won it when they beat Philly, um, oh. when Brady won his third. I, I can't even remember. They had they had a couple running backs. I can't even remember who their running backs' names were. That's how, like you know, that that uh, that team it, was, was not. It, was it the law firm? Nah, no, nah, nah. it was not. It was not the law firm. It was not the law firm. No, no, it was not that. It was, was not it him. Kevin Falk. It might nah. have been Kevin Falk. I think it might. Was it Kevin Falk? It might have been Kevin Falk. Might have been Kevin Falk. Was Maroney? Nah, it wasn't. Oh, you know, nah, Maroney was like 05, 06. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Nah, I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up because this is gonna bother me. It's gonna bother you, but anyways, that offense was not as talented as San Francisco 49ers, but I do remember that 04 Pittsburgh Steelers team. Um, man, yeah, I, Kevin know, Falk I, I straight Kevin up Falk never would have gotten this. Uh, Antoine Smith was their starting. Ah, guy. Antoine Smith. Yeah, he, yeah, I remember him. He, yeah, that's yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> Him and Christopher Kevin Falk was on the team, though. Yeah, he was. Okay, okay. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, this San Francisco 49ers team, man, they bring it in in that defense. That defense. I mean, it's just like how the Ravens were back. You know, like I'm not gonna compare them to the old 2000 Ravens, but like I, you know, I was looking at like like the Ravens. All they needed was one catch from Shannon Sharp, right? In those playoffs, they had one catch. One catch every game, a touchdown from Shannon Sharp, and that's all they needed. That's kind of how you feel about the San Francisco 49ers, right? They just need one big play, one touchdown to put them up, and I think the defense kind of got it, you know, got it from there. Um, not as dominant as those Ra- that Ravens defense, but still, I mean, you know, they don't need much to, 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 to take the mantle. That's true. Uh, but, yeah, that's been our recap of the divisional round. Now, game balls of the week. So who is getting your guys' game ball? Izzy, since you never get to you never make uh you never get to do game ball, I'll let you go first with your game ball. My oh. game ball is my game ball is gonna come out of left field for you guys. Okay. And you guys are probably gonna be shocked. Okay. But this is the unlikeliest probably game ball that y'all gonna hear all year. I'm gonna give my game ball to a backup quarterback, and it's not the backup quarterback that you guys are thinking of. Chad Henney gets my game ball of the week because of 95 yards going down the field before the half to get a touchdown. Before that, it was a 7-10 game, right? Before that, it was a 7-10 game. And you're talking about if Jacksonville stops him, gets a touchdown, you know, gets good field position, 
we might be talking about Jacksonville going to the AFC Championship, then uh, Kansas City going to the AFC Championship. That drive was key. They won by seven points. That drive was key before the half um, for, for, for Kansas City. I know Jacksonville got the field goal before the half, but still, that was a big drive touchdown to come in there, drive them all the way length down the field. Chad Henney gets my game ball this week. And he threw a touchdown to Travis Kelsey. Um, my, it's not like he didn't make plays. My game ball is going to Boston Scott, who seems to be the kryptonite for the New York football giants. He's played the Giants, I think, eight times in his career or nine times. He has 11 touchdowns against the New York football giants. If he played the Giants every single week, he'd be in the Hall he'd of Fame. He'd be a Hall of Fame. You need to say <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Look, 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 look. So, Boston Scott has got my game ball. Shout out to Boston Scott. 11th career touchdowns, 11 of them against the Giants. Take your ass to Grandma's house, and I hope she don't feed your ass. <laughs> Sound a little upset. I'll deal with you after the show too, TJ. Sound a little, sound a little, it's okay, you know, it happens. It's all right. Go ahead, though. Go ahead with your ball. Nah, you go ahead. You go ahead first, nephew. Because I'm still looking it up. Just Jesus Christ. I think I kind of touched on mine already. You know, I'm the the three backup offensive linemen for the Cincinnati Bengals to come in to hostile territory in Buffalo and hold their own. And like David said, they gave up what one sack, one sack for two yards, one one sack for like for the whole game. And it's just they killed any kind of narrative, any kind of worry any kind of whatever you had uh, trepidation whatever you had against that Cincinnati Bengal offensive line they just like you know what we got this and again to to bring up Max Sharping this isn't like it's not like this was his like first start uh-huh. the game, like first start of his career like dude had over like 50 starts to his name because he spent years and like he spent like he he was a part of the Houston Texans and he started down there. So it ain't like this was just, you know, all some run in the mill offensive lineman who had limited starts. Like, no, Max Sharping can probably go on all 32 teams and crack he gonna crack somebody's rotation. Oh yeah. Right? Oh yeah. <laughs> so oh, yeah. yeah, the uh the the backup the backup three linemen for the Cincinnati Bengals get Cincinnati Bengals get my game ball. That's actually a luxury, TJ, to have a guy like Max Sharpin. Because when I look at Max Sharpin when he was on the Houston Texans, I, I I feel like Houston like just completely just blew it up and wanted to just wanted to be you know they they got rid of all their quote unquote like good players just so you know so they can restart you know restart restart the franchise especially with the Sean Watson situation. So. Um. Yeah, Max Sharpin, like you said, man, he could go on any team and start. He could probably go back to Houston and start on the offensive line. God damn it, he'll make them a better and, offensive line. And <laughs> Christian, Christian, so who are you giving your game ball to? I'm sticking with the Bengals as well. I'm giving it to Joe Mixon. Twenty carries, 105 yards, 5.3 yards per attempt, and one touchdown. They kept feeding him the ball, feeding him the ball. And he kept doing something with it. Really provided that balance for the Cincinnati Bengals. 
Yeah, Joe, ba- Joe Mixon, uh, you know, ever since he had that five-touchdown game against the Carolina Panthers, it's been relatively quiet uh, for the remainder. Like, you know, he had an injury. <laughs> yeah, they, made it, they made it a a mission to keep bringing that up. Like, since the five-touchdown game against, <laughs> against Carolina, Joe Mixon has scored one touchdown. I'm like, all right, we, we, we get it. We, under- <laughs> we understand. Good God, we know. Uh, but, yeah, that's been our 2023 divisional round recap. Uh, we are going to be back here tomorrow when we break down the conference championship games. Uh, we're also going to break down the Houston Texans offseason, so you don't want to miss that content. Uh, thank you very much, everybody, for joining us. Uh, please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. And if you do miss us live, Izzy, where can you catch us? You can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, um, Spotify, and Samsung. Yes, and I have shared the link to all those places so you can check that out. Uh, But, yeah, I've been David Huffman right there as the CEO, Mr. Israel Vera, my co-host, Mr. TJ Hopkins, and from the Daily Blitz.blog, Mr. Christian Simpson. And, gentlemen, what we do here at the Prime, my friends. We bring the heat. We bring the heat. 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 Yes, and we watch Biker Taker on Raw 300. No, the hell we don't. (laughs) And I and. And, and and I love the meme that I sent. I love the meme that I sent to y'all. Uh, I, I, I'm thoroughly inviting the Dallas Cowboys to sit your ass down, room. Okay, there we go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll be back here tomorrow. Uh, you guys all have a nice night and stay safe out there. Peace yep. out. Yep.